Today's episode is sponsored by the American Chemistry Council. Chemistry creates, America competes. When we think of money laundering, I think like the go-to is like a, a bank account in Switzerland or a super yacht in the Cayman Islands. But here at home, it can be just a big apartment or an expensive apartment or, or a big house. Is this kind of what, what happens here in the United States when we talk about money laundering? It is. It's pretty easy to form an anonymous company here. And then as a result, you can kind of do what you want. I'm Carlos Prieto. This is Politico Dispatch. And today, Politico's Katie O'Donnell. I cover financial services. On the multi-billion dollar loophole, helping oligarchs stash money inside the U.S. 8.6% of all commercial buyers in 2021 were foreign nationals and 59% of the commercial real estate transactions in the U.S. that included buyers from overseas involved all cash purchases between 2016 and 2020. And cash purchases are generally how people, you know, launder their money. They, They form a shell company and then use cash rather than, you know, a mortgage to buy a piece of property and then essentially park their money in the United States. In the Patriot Act, real estate was identified as a potential national security risk for this very reason. It's Tuesday, April 12th. Can you explain to me how foreign buyers, Russian and otherwise, are using real estate in the United States to launder money? Like, what does the process look like? Sure. So typically you would form a company, which it's called beneficial ownership, and it's where you essentially become a beneficial owner in a company, even if you control all of its assets. It's effectively a shell company um, where your identity is disguised. And then you can use cash um, to purchase a piece of real estate. And so since 2016, there have been these geographic targeting orders in certain Luxury markets, you mentioned Miami, New York is another one, but it's only in a dozen cities. And anti-corruption advocates are saying you need to extend this nationwide. Um, That's something that Maxine Waters also wants to do. Basically, the concern is now that people are buying up properties in places like Cleveland. Like Now that you can't do it in Miami as much, you can go any number of places with an anonymous company use cash to finance the transaction, and boom, you're done. In the context of, you know, Russian oligarchs that have been all around the news, is this a practice that we know that they've been using? We do know that Russian oligarchs in general typically use the same vehicles as everyone else to launder money. And then because we don't know necessarily who is behind these companies that own these pieces of real estate. We don't know for sure that it's Russian oligarchs, but, you know, or drug traffickers or, you know, other criminal actors. So it's kind of one piece of the like illicit actor pie. So Katie, how is our system currently failing at, you know, keeping these actors out of the U.S. housing market? So FinCEN is the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network. It's Treasury's kind of unit for combating um, financial crimes. And the rules as they stand, real estate has kind of long been a loophole for various reasons. But if you're a bank and you have a long relationship with somebody and you have a huge compliance department, it is not so hard to kind of implement these anti-money laundering rules because that's sort of the cost of doing business as a bank these days. But if you're 
somebody who hung out a shingle as a real estate agent and you are there for part of the transaction but not all of the transaction, it just becomes kind of a nightmare in terms of compliance and just the paperwork involved. This is what the realtors say, at least. So the rules as they stand, it's long been kind of known that real estate is a big loophole. So we know what the weaknesses are in our system right now. What is Congress trying to do to fix it? Maxine Waters wants to extend the geographic targeting order, which is essentially Vincent's program for kind of tracking these transactions, these real estate transactions in different cities. She wants to extend it nationwide. Sheldon Whitehouse also wants that. Senator Whitehouse is is kind of leaning on them to make the geographic targeting orders permanent and expanding them. He wants to eliminate um, dollar thresholds. $300,000 is currently the threshold, but obviously that can buy you something different in Cincinnati than it would in uh, Miami. And then he also wants, you know, commercial transactions to be included. Realtors don't want to include commercial transactions because they're complex and they involve all kinds of different forms of financing. Mm -hmm. It's a complex transaction. And some anti-corruption advocates say that's precisely why we should include those transactions. There are more ways that you can use those transactions to launder money. But FinCEN's working on something. And then House Financial Services Committee, they've had a few pieces of legislation last month that they marked up. They're going to introduce more legislation, uh, according to my reporting. So that's where it stands. <laughs> we don't exactly know where the money and all these transactions is coming from. And you don't want to create a legislation or a system that affects, let's say, good actors. So how can you try to balance that, you know, like create a legislation or provisions that that protect from bad actors without affecting the so-called so good ones? Right. So that is a concern among Republicans. You know, um, Patrick McHenry, a Republican from North Carolina, the top Republican on the House Financial Services Committee, pointed out that, for instance, um, you know, he used the example of a victim of domestic violence um, who would have every reason to want to anonymously purchase a piece of real estate in order to hide from their abuser where they are, right? These are the details that are, are still in flux. But the sweet spot that anti-corruption advocates are advocating for is basically higher reporting requirements so that any sort of, you would include, you know, legitimate transactions in addition to illicit ones in this reporting, but then the reporting itself kind of, that's how FinCEN can sift through what's what's legitimate and what's not. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely a concern. Got it. Money laundering is one of those problems where like you can't really fully solve it. Like you can fix the loopholes that we're talking about right now, but you know, in five years down the road, these oligarchs or, or you know, drug lords are going to find another way to get into the system and try to work it. I wonder if Congress, as they're trying to find a solution right now, if they're conscious of, of the long term effects and the, you know, the ways to try to find a once and for all cure for this. You know, I spoke with staffers as I was reporting this story, and they're very much aware of that. They say they don't want to play whack-a-mole with different sectors, mm -hmm. um, but that it's important to kind of close loopholes that you can identify now. And this one is such a longstanding one that people have seen as a problem for a long time. And you're right. It's to some extent, it's like any kind of 
criminal enforcement of anything where you're constantly chasing and reacting to the criminals as they find new ways, you know, to finance or commit crimes. But anti-corruption advocates would say that's no reason not to crack down on the ones that we already see. Also, the city of Philadelphia is bringing back its indoor mask mandate. In a news conference on Monday, the city's health commissioner said Philly is becoming the first city to reinstate mandates this year in an effort to get ahead of the pandemic. So far, Philadelphia's average number of daily cases is far lower than what it had been at the beginning of the year. But by reinstating mask wearing indoors, city officials are hoping to avoid a new wave of hospitalizations and deaths. Today's episode of Politico Dispatch included music composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Make sure to follow us and leave us a rating and review. It helps more people find the show. I'm Carlos Prieto. Thanks so much for listening.